The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Kelsey Charles and Megan Murray here, and this is Girls Talking Boys. Hello. Oh, hey, we got to get down because it's Friday. I love that you remember that every single time. Like, I'm just... The only way I remember what day it is. You are very much, like, I know I'm in marketing, but you are the brand queen. Like, you are very on brand, always. I just do the same things all the time, and then I guess that's a brand, so (laughs) consistency is key. Hey, listen, we in the marketing world, we value that. So good for you. Keep it, keep it up. <laughs> Thank you very much. So consistency is key. And I just have to say that um, Jay Cutler was very consistent in his um, approach in trying to tackle the chicken saga that was this past week and a half. And you guys, I know you know this, but I was invested very invested. Some would say too invested. Well, listen, we don't have a lot to live for these days. And so I just felt like, and on top of it, I love Jay Cutler. I think he's hilarious. And I love a good mystery. Like, I think I told you this, but it was like, it was very much like a real life clue where you were trying to figure out like, is it the, you know, is it the butcher in the kitchen with the rope? Like what it was, like what are you doing? I thought it was an inside job. So I mean, I just, I'm not going to publicly say this, even though I'm on record right now in public, but like, I'm borderline offended that you feel like it's the cat. Like, I just- No, no, no. I said I thought it was the chickens. Oh, you thought they were just offing each other? Yeah. I said there was a Jeffrey Dahmer of chickens inside the chicken coop. You're right. You're right. You're right. You did say that. I forgot. Okay. But then their heads were like popping off and like- I did some research because, again, I am invested and I don't have anything better to do in these quarantines. And apparently, that's what raccoons do when they're killing chickens. Like, first of all, why is that like a thing that raccoons do? Like, that they're known for like taking heads off of chickens. Dude, animals are weird. Honestly. And the fact that they just would leave the bodies, I'm like, isn't, isn't like the chicken mm-hmm. breast like the best part of like the chicken? Like, why are you taking the head? I don't, I'm confused. Maybe there's something to it. You know, all I know is they eat trash. So like, why are we out here murdering chickens? Maybe they just don't have the same access. Maybe you guys, here's the thing. Maybe what we're missing out on is everyone talks about crawfish heads and sucking the crawfish heads. Maybe we should be sucking the chicken heads. Like 
let's get Dave to try that since he's all about that life. Uh, please no. I can't take it. <laughs> so gross. So, yes. Um, I am thrilled to say that Jay Cutler did solve the mystery, although it was kind of not well documented, the, um, the ending, which is a tad disappointing. But it was indeed a raccoon or raccoons that were killing his chickens. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was kind of hoping there was gonna be a video of some sort where he like had it on camera and then, you know, there was like a prison kind of, you know, like wrap up graphic or something like that. Like obviously (laughs) it's marketing people. It's a missed opportunity. It's fine. It's totally fine. They did some sort of like wanted poster that was like found or whatever. (laughs) But I feel like there's part of the story that we're kind of skimming over that we should really um, give some light to because he was doing a giveaway <laughs> of a rifle. You guys, this is the best part of all of this. Like, as if it wasn't amazing enough that we're all like the world is so invested in Jay Cutler and his freaking chickens. So obviously, as you've heard us talk about this on a social media and B the show, how it's so important that we save Jay Cutler's chickens. Well, um, the company that I guess like a hunting company, rifle company comes in and they're like, Hey Jay, we know you like our products. So we're going to go ahead and do a giveaway with you, which again, as a marketer, you love to see it. Uh, it's just the most like nimble reactionary thing of all time. And I, I just loved it. So Christensen arms comes in and they say, okay guys, you guess who and what is killing Jay Cutler's chickens. And whoever guesses it correctly, we will pull a random winner out of that pile of people and they will win $1,000 gift card and a Christensen rifle. So after the first couple days, the prime suspects were a fox, coyote, raccoon, weasel, owl, or, and the other category was very um, colorful. Cheetah was one of them. Apparently, there's cheetahs in Florida. I'm sorry, Florida. Why, dude, Florida. I Florida bears. That's not what I'm talking about <laughs> at all. The Florida bears. The Florida bears. Gator Dave. Uh, cheetahs apparently are in Tennessee, or so people think. Uh, chupacabras. I thought that I don't was believe that one. for five seconds. Honestly, I was honestly upset with myself for forgetting about chupacabras because I was like all up in that Sasquatch game. I was like, it's definitely a Sasquatch. That's, I think they're real. I think that it, it's again, quarantines, like things are getting weird. I can understand why they try and come on property and like risk it all for some chicken. I get it. And then of course, like Carol Baskin made the, made the list. But, um, so that was your favorite. That was my favorite. She's guilty of everything from now on. It's probably her COVID's probably her fault. Honestly, like she probably started the pandemic in some, and that's just her cross to bear. I just feel like she did. She did it. Like when it went in doubt, Carol Baskin. Um, but one of the lucky people who guessed raccoon so intelligently just so happened to be our very own Critty. <laughs> Greg, <laughs> Greg Ritter, one of our favorite Cowboys friends and friends in general. If you guys follow us on Twitter, uh, Meg, you know, you're the OG Critty Queen. <laughs> did you just call me a Critty Queen? Yeah, you did. I did. That's yeah. we're gonna I hope you it. enjoyed that, Greg. Um, yeah. No, we're we, – Twitter friends become real friends sometimes. So, yeah, that was a really great crossover to see see our guy win it all. It was hysterical. I open up my D. I get a DM from him this morning, and it's a group between Meg, Dave, and I. 
and Critty. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you guys, you're never going to believe this, but I freaking won Jay's rifle contest for the chickens. And I was like, no, you didn't. Like he, he kind of messes with us sometimes. And I was like, no, like you, no way, no way, man. Like there's no he way. He came with receipts. He so came, you know, it's real receipts. Like, he actually freaking won the rifle. I can't handle it. I can't <laughs> handle it. I'm, I'm like, I was cackling this morning when I saw it. I was like, this is the best of both worlds. Like my world's colliding right now. Like obviously again, like I'm obsessed with this scenario and I just think it's you know, the best quarantine entertainment one could ever ask for. And then to have one of my personal like friends and a member of Cowboys Nation, let alone like be the winner of said contest, it would just, you know, like talk about like icing on the cake. Like it's just, it's like cream cheese icing on a good red velvet cake. Like you can't beat it. You really can't beat it. I'm very excited for him. And I, uh, I look forward to the rifle content to come. So I, have I don't to know say, what people do with rifles, but the rifle content, um, <laughs> <laughs> he, he may have had some educated guesses because he did say that, um, he has some chickens of his own. He does live out in the country. So, yeah. yeah. So apparently a few weeks ago, I guess like there was someone or something going out to his residence and just killing a bunch of chickens. And so this was like personal to him basically. 14 of his chickens over a two-night span had their heads ripped off by raccoons. Those, those things, they're really cute. Honestly, like, that's terrifying. Raccoons are really cute. And the fact that they're so, like, murderous, like murder raccoons, is terrifying. Wow, 14 chickens. I don't even know, like, how you do that. Um, so he – I guess you just have a good appetite. I don't know. Yeah. Like you just kind of like come back like if it's a ra- it's one raccoon and he kills 14, 14 chickens in two nights like that's a serial killer. He should I'm be telling jail. you, he should be in jail. <laughs> I mean, they look like criminals, so it's only fitting. Put put the man's in prison. They have um, those little masks on and stuff. Very they suspicious. They do look like burglars, like burglars turned murderers. So. But he's wearing, they're wearing their masks on like the part where you're not supposed to do these days. So. Oh yeah. That's, that's, you know, how you know. If you wear your mask the wrong way, like you're already in trouble. (laughs) If you wear it over your eyes. Yeah. Like you're not doing it right. (laughs) It's all wrong. It's all wrong. So, um, yes. Resolution. Jay Cutler's chickens. I know you were on the edge of your seats all week wondering what Kelsey was going to say next about the chickens. So here we are. I mean, I don't want to wish death on chickens, but like, what do I do now with my life? Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Like, what do I, honestly, what do I do? What do I do with my time besides go get lost in the deep, dark depths of the internet and try and figure out what rips heads off of chickens? Well, someone sent me this, uh, chickens of tomorrow video and that was weird so maybe you go down that rabbit hole oh wow i'm almost afraid to google that i'm not gonna lie <laughs> like, it's in your mentions go find it oh yeah i did see that for a minute oh lord okay well i might look <laughs> at that i might not maybe i'll retweet it just so it's we can so all suffer weird. together just strange strange times strange. um so yeah in the end i'm really glad congrats to jay cutler for solving the mystery but an even bigger congrats to our very own Critty 
um, Greg Ritter, we are so pumped for you. And if you go to get me, go get the chance to meet Jay Cutler, you better bring us and I'll mask up in the right way. And, um, <laughs> the end, not like the raccoons. Yes. So, um, again, thanks for bearing with us in the non Cowboys content. I just feel like it was really important, but we do have some interesting Cowboys-ish content for you guys this week. You gotta love ish content. Yeah, I mean, listen, in these times, we're rounding up. Like, rounding up is fine. So we got with our guys over on Broadcasting the Boys, Ari and Roy, and we built an NFC East super team, you guys. It was was pretty super, if I do say so myself. I mean, I appreciate the collaboration because I had a hard time not going full Cowboys because I am who I am. So I don't know. Uh, I was feeling quite at home um, during this next portion that you're going to hear. But we, we, did a, we did a pretty good job of mixing it up over on the defensive side. Yeah, we tried to be as unbiased as possible. And I'm really proud of us for being objective, as much as I hate being objective sometimes. But so if you heard the episode yesterday on Broadcasting the Boys, we broke down the defense first. So that's the NFC East defense super team. We rounded out with three Cowboys, three Redskins, two Giants, and three Eagles. Um, so today, what we are going to do is break down the offense for you all and build the best NFC East offensive team possible. It was, as Meg said, it was fun. We had some nice um, spirited, spirited, I would say, discussions. Um, <laughs> had to overrule Ari a couple times because, listen – you know, I got to get my guys in there. Like, I, I, I'm very passionate about who needs to be on the field. We had Maybe. some good thigh talk, too. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, we're not going to dive into that because you'll, you'll understand. understand. You'll get it here in a minute. But, yes, so without further ado, we will get to part two of the NFC East Super Team with broadcasting the boys, Ari and Roy, and this is Offense. All right, and we're back for part two of the NFC East Super Team. We are breaking down the offense on this edition of our crossover show. Guys, I know we went um, – we were, we were good about not going full homer with the last edition and full defense, but um, like I mentioned before, I, I can't feel like I can say the same for this upcoming episode. I don't, I don't know about you all, how you're feeling. CeeDee Lamb at every position. I'm feeling <laughs> right at home. Yes. <laughs> I've moved furniture away from me in the room that I'm in so that I can swing around and have the room that I need to celebrate properly for what we're about to do. Over this the is the energy time. I need. Let's Damn right. go. All right. Well, um, let's dive in, you guys. How about, how about we kick it off with the least controversial position on the offense? Um, and I say that incredibly sarcastically. <laughs> quarterback. Rain Dakota Prescott. As if oh, yeah. this hasn't been a narrative on Twitter enough, as it is, the whole Dak versus Carson Wentz. And I'm just going to assume that if we're going to have a conversation about quarterback, Daniel Jones is not involved in Haskins. Like, they don't even know what's going on in Washington right now. Yeah. So, yeah, are we going – Are do we feel confident in Dak? Where, where are you guys at? Well, I think we feel more confident in Dak here in Dallas – then they feel confident in Carson Wentz in Philly. Otherwise, they wouldn't have selected a quarterback in the second round of this year's draft. 
But like, can't he play running back too? Uh, <laughs> what if you line up outside? <laughs> what type of mismatches might you get? You're like, here's the thing, guys. If we put two quarterbacks on the field, no one will know what we're doing, mm-hmm. including ourselves. Um, yeah, I think I, I have to be with you guys, but I think the the part for me that I always was I go with Dak too. I mean, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and say Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback because he's a great quarterback. He just he is he's a good quarterback, but he he is consistently not on the field. And I know we're talking full health here, but like you can't look at a guy like Carson Wentz and and truly make a decision and assume he has full health. He's just he just because he doesn't and he never has, and I don't believe that he will. Um, he hasn't shown up and been consistent. He's had to have guys come in and, and take his team to the next level. And I just – Nick Foles. Yeah. Like, I, I, I have to give it to, to my guy, Rain. Yeah. I think the true test of this is there have been multiple articles written from Bleeding Green Nation putting <laughs> Dak ahead of Carson Wentz. The shade – there was a there was an article that they had that actually broke down why Dak was better, and then they actually ranked the best offensive players in the NFC East, and Dak was their pick also. So when the Eagles when the Eagles SB Nation page says that Dak's the better quarterback, and we believe that Dak's the better quarterback for everything that you just stated, plus there's statistical evidence that suggests that he's the better quarterback. Dak is the better quarterback. Yeah. Plus he's going to get paid more. Ooh. So that's always the deciding factor. Not by the Cowboys, but he'll get paid more. Yeah, for sure. If you get well, paid more, you're better. No, just so kidding. You're better than most quarterbacks in the league. That's how it works, right, you guys? My rule. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but can I just play devil's advocate here for a minute? If, like, let's say, what would be the argument for picking Carson Wentz over Dakota Prescott? Pedigree. I can't think of one. Draft pick. And, and, and it's one that many, many people go to very often because – the draft position often reflects what the base criticisms of the player are, right? For Carson, he was considered to be a, a top one or two overall pick because the mechanics were there, the ball was on time, the arm strength was there, all the measurables looked like it would turn into the prototypical NFL quarterback. For Dak Prescott, and, and we've seen it, for those that watch the Cowboys closely, as you probably do if you're listening to this podcast, you've seen the, the, the issues with you know five-step drops. You've seen Dak's shoulders get a little bit too fast. You've seen his feet get a little happy at times. So you've seen the things that perhaps criticized him and kept him down from a draft day positional standpoint. But I don't see how anything over the last four years, save for Carson's you know, nine week stretch of one season where he played like an MVP. I don't know where you would make the argument that Wentz has outperformed Dak at the position as they've done it. Well, look, I I do think you can make the case this last season. I mean, Carson Wentz outplayed Dak and, and even for a, you know, winner take all NFC East kind of championship type game. He also Carson, and I know this has obviously been brought up a ton, but like, I think he had, a significant amount of drops or he'd like the most drops in terms of receivers for, from his team last year. So he just wasn't getting much help. And then, I mean, he had 20, he had 27 touchdowns and seven picks last year at four game winning drives, of course, led his team to playoffs, the depleted roster. So I, I agree. It's Dak. I think, I think there's a pretty coherent argument you could make for Carson Wentz. I'm glad that we are lucid enough to be making said argument 
but I still agree with you guys that any any fan, even if you are an Eagles fan, and as you mentioned, SB Nation Eagles are even saying, listen, we love Carson, but if we're going to go out and just truly, truly look at these players for who they are, you'd have to pick Dak. So one cowboy, <laughs> and so it begins nice on our list. Position. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Let's start a streak. <laughs> Um, okay, let's set a streak. How about running back? Oh, mm, streak we ended. ended. <laughs> Streak's over. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I hate to be that person, but Saquon Barkley, yeah, I'll take yeah. Saquon in those thighs. <laughs> he does have very voluptuous thighs, <laughs> thunder thighs, yes, the good it kind. Was- Aha, Clinton Dix. Then it was, you know, Cox, and now you're like all about Saquon's thighs. You know, I guess uh, I'm a married man, ladies, but um, <laughs> I don't get a lot of attention at home. Okay. <laughs> so, it's all about those thighs. <laughs> I hate to go on for days. Sexuality is a spectrum, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not incorrect. There's no shame and no judgment, but I do feel like, again, as much as I love my guy Zeke, you it's it's very difficult for me to do it, but I'm going to do it and pick Saquon Barkley. I think that some Cowboys fans, a lot of Cowboys fans might lose their mind a little bit on that. But if you just sit down and look at the facts, it is it's pretty definitive that you have to pick Saquon over Zeke. I mean, yeah, you could talk about Zeke all day and I could count a million reasons why he's an amazing running back, but Saquon Barkley putting up those numbers behind such a trash offense, like in 13 games too. It's nothing short of a miracle. Right. Right. I mean, he was injured most of the year last year and he missed three games because of it. And even when he wasn't, you know, missing games, he wasn't the same player and he still had a thousand yards rushing. I mean, he's faster. He's a better receiver. I hate to even say all these things, but it's true. And and, you know, Zeke's incredible. We know he's amazing. We've seen what he's capable of doing, but if you really want to get down to the nuts and bolts of it, Saquon just from the the bare bones of it all is, is just, he's technically better. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I just pictured Roy, by the way, just looking at his computer, looking at Saquon's thighs on his computer, by the way. That's why he's being quiet right now. (laughs) The background on his phone. (laughs) (laughs) Roy. (laughs) Focus. We're getting to CeeDee Lamb soon, ladies. This is a popular theme on our our podcast. Okay, so let's go ahead and go there right now. Why receivers? You get three. Who are you picking? Don't mess it up. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Ooh. Wow, that is is total homer. That is all. The best trio in the NFC East. Team 40 Burger. How about this? The best receiving core in the league? Do you dare break them up? I'm calling it now. So how are we, are we doing this? The best number one, the best number two, the best number three, or are we taking the best? Three best receivers. Top three receivers. Yeah, let's just do three best receivers. Okay. Don't let me down. Because I do think Amari tops that list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the second best is not on the Cowboys. Ooh! <gasps> that was a great gasp. Let me remind <laughs> you, you're on our show right now. 
and <laughs> let me remind you, this is Girls Talking Boys. You can pull this crap on broadcast of the boys, but not on our show. This is not a democracy, sir. Terry, how about how about your Ohio State guy, Terry McLaurin? 58, nine nineteen, and seven touchdowns as a rookie last year in a garbage offense with Washington. Terry, Terry. Yeah, Michael Gallup did outperform that. Um, you know. True. That's true. Relative. But, but Zeke also put up better numbers than Saquon. In 16 games. That is also true. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. I thought we were supposed to go full homer on this. <laughs> we're, not, we're not doing great thus far. I did it. So, okay. Okay. So, did we have a consensus that Amari is our number one? Yes. Okay. Yes. Consensus on Amari. All right. No one's throwing out Alshon. I mean, no. uh, he's like 80. Yeah, and he's hurt all the time. <laughs> the next time he plays in 16 games will be the first time he plays in 16 games. Honestly, like, I'm not hating on what he was, but, like, I just – I don't know if he's – if we're speaking about the guy as he is right now, I'm just not sure it's there as much. Are you talking about the thousand yard receiver he was, uh, as I'm checking, in twenty fourteen was the last time he had more than eight hundred and fifty yards. Yeah. Alshon yeah. Jeffrey's name still comes up amongst number one wide receivers. Is it does it really? Was that when he was with the Bears? Yes. Yeah. Twenty fourteen. And he was with the Bears. I mean he was, was really good last- with the Bears. 2014 was the last time he had more than 65 catches or 150 yards in a season. Back in my day, I'm telling you, he's like 90. I agree with you. Honest, and and I respect the Eagles for picking up guys that are 100 years old, like their (laughs) roles. Like, I get it. Like, for whatever reason, they're able – they have longevity. But I I don't know if I can give him a position on my team at this point in his career. I, I respect are, my elders, but no. I think there are definitely two Cowboys in this list. Definitely two. The question is, who's the second? Is it CD? Are we going? Are we going? We're going to go crazy here. Go CD Lamb. Are we going to go Michael Gallup? Because I'm kind of, I'm not trying to underrate Michael Gallup here, but I am kind of on board with putting CD Lamb on this list. The Darian Lamb belongs on this list. Yes. So I feel like we talked about this when we were talking about the defense and we were, we were saying like, Hey, maybe a guy like Chase Young, are we going to pick him already? And we're looking at like upside of players and are we going to go with digs? Do we count on the upside? I think to me in a role like wide receiver, I am, it's easier for me to count on the upside of a player because just the nature of the position, I feel like he's going to come in and be able to make more of an immediate impact and, and just the lifespan of what he is a, a wide receiver can bring to the table. So yeah, I think, I, I no disrespect to Michael Gallup as much as he has been disrespected <laughs> this offseason. But if I had to go and make sure another guy was on the team, it would be C.D. Lamb. I just – I think he's going to come in and make your immediate impact in the slot. I think he is going to end up contesting for that X receiver role in the near future. Yes, agreed. So, yeah, he's, he's my guy. He's on the roster. Roy, I need you to go off about C.D. He's a thirst trapper. First and foremost. Um, <laughs> Thirst trapping. What he does on Instagram is clearly for the clicks. And I get it. It's close uh, to pornography. And he, he's hyping me up, make no mistake. But it's too hot already <laughs> in the summer uh, for him to be throwing those out there on his Instagram. No, um, I'm right there with you guys on CD. And I think that actually leads me, as we've talked it through, that leads me to a place where I'm – 
I am comfortable maybe making the Cowboys top three, the three best wide receivers in the division, because I think about the names and that's all they are is names. Alshon Jeffrey, too old and hasn't performed since 2014. Golden Tate, big name signed by the, uh, you know, signed by the Giants to be an impactful player. Hasn't had more than 700 yards in any of the past three seasons. Yeah, the the Lions. Yeah, hasn't been able to stay healthy um, throughout that time. And McCorrin, yeah, he's a good submission. But if I put CD over Michael Gallup and Michael Gallup outperformed McCorrin last season in a lesser role, and when I say that, you know, I I assume he got fewer targets. I don't have the numbers right in front of me, but it did feel like McCorrin moved into that number one spot for the Redskins pretty early. And Michael Gallup was never really there outside of when Amari was hurt. So I think at this point, as we've talked it through, I'm comfortable with putting all three Cowboys wide receivers as the top three wide receivers in the division. I'm severely uncomfortable doing that. Why, Ari? Stop me. <laughs> I just, let I it think. Happen. Just let it happen. Who are you putting in there? McLaurin. I mean, and I'd be willing to go Gallup. I'm just, I'm buying to, I'm buying into the thirst trap is all. That's it. Like, I'm just, I'm thirst trapping. So you're going to go. You what what you I'm the only one going McLaurin, then I guess I guess I guess McLaurin over Gallup. Close. Uh nine hundred and nineteen yards, seven touchdowns on fifty nine uh, fifty eight catches. The Redskins only had like eight touchdowns on the whole season. He had seven of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, Redskins are trash. But... And I just need to make sure I'm quoted by saying that. Well Michael Gallup <laughs> had seven more catches, two hundred more yards, and one fewer touchdown. Hmm. Ari. And you have to rookie? say you. You have five seconds to make an argument T- before you're Terry McCl- McLaurin was a rookie last year. The last rookie receiver to have a thousand yards uh was Amari Cooper back when he was a, when he was a rookie. So David just very difficult as a rookie, especially what was he a second or third round pick to get in there and, and be a thousand yard receiver. Uh but I, I'm okay with going Gallup over like w- would you be okay going McLaurin, Gallup, and Cooper? No. <laughs> She's like, All if right. you don't put CD in there, I'm gonna ruin you. CD, CD, Worth noting about McCorin, he did only play 14 games, so perhaps two more games. But Gallup played only 14 games as well, so I guess maybe that point is totally moot. It's totally moot. Um, he was also McLaurin was number fifty-one on the Pro Football Focus top one hundred list from twenty nineteen. Those are just stats. <laughs> I would just like to tell you to put your feet up and make yourself at home. Because <laughs> free stay. <laughs> Let's go Homer. Why not? We don't have to include Terry McLaurin. He's a loser anyways. <laughs> you suck. I'm talking about four for five. <laughs> we haven't even gotten to the offensive line. Overruled in Cowboys court. All right, so we got Amari, CD, Michael Gallup. We'll give McLaurin the honorary runner-up, but still <laughs> a spot on the team. Sorry about you. Okay, so um, that gives us four Cowboys and one Giant. And we, like you said, haven't even gotten to the line. But before we get to the line, um, how about we talk about tight end? Zach Ertz. Julie Ertz's husband. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> or it's Dallas Goddard. It's one of those two losers. I mean, no. No Evan Ingram love. I mean, we are assuming health after all. That is true. 
I mean, if you like overrated tight ends that have underperformed relative to expectations, Evan Ingram's your guy. Oh, wow. <laughs> Would you like a little salt with that margarita? He right. had, yes, <laughs> 467 last year, 577 the year before that, six touchdowns at two seasons. I mean, you, you, you did mention the fact that he can't stay healthy, but yeah, I mean. Cannot stay healthy. He's only played in 16, uh, 14 games. Sorry, 19 games in the last right. two years. Last two years, but still less than 1,000 yards last two years, six touchdowns last two years, Ingram. I mean, I put Blake Jarkowski ahead, uh, ahead of him. That was what I, I called him for a short period of time, but he was like Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's hard to I me. wonder why that didn't take off. <laughs> I think you can call him that when he plays the Giants. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. I wonder why it didn't take off. <laughs> Zach Ertz. It's Zach Ertz. Jamie Ertz's husband. Yeah, that's a good way to call. I I think there's no way that you can't pick him. Okay, let me go ahead and play Devil's Advocate one more time. And I know I already know the answer to this, but let's just definitively put this out of other Cowboys fans' minds. If Jason Witten was still in the NFC East, would it still be Zach Ertz? Julie Ertz's husband. Yes. <laughs> I'm I with think Meg. the Cowboys might have ended up lower on the list. <laughs> <laughs> no disrespect. None. I love Gold Jacket Wit, but Julie Ertz's husband is the answer. Amen. Witten's not even the best tight end on the Raiders right now. Oh, it's so sad. I just feel like at some point, I don't know what your opinion is on this, but it's really hard for me to watch my heroes not be heroes anymore. And I'm like, maybe you just go out whoa, whoa. Pretend he's not playing anymore. That's what they will do. It's true, though. I've said this before. He's going to coach. Like, whoever's tight ends coach out there, I'm sorry, but that's you're, – you're done. You're done. Jason Witten's going to be taking your job. Also, he's giving away your job. I'm giving away your job. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're he's going to go full Kellen Moore, and he's like, oh, you think <laughs> I'm on the team? Well, I'm not on the team. I'm here to take your job. That's actually what's going to happen. Quote me. Kelsey's going to go fire a tight ends coach because she doesn't want to watch him drag his like old body around the oh, field anymore i hadn't considered that but i did scratch my head and wonder why the raiders thought they had any use for them him when they found uh darren waller this all you know this past season right and he emerged as one of the best young tight ends in the league i thought what role does jason wouldn't have that makes absolute sense you're welcome because let's that's why this is about. girls talking boys right here because that is insight. Yeah, and, and we know that anytime Witten is on a team with young tight ends, that he's willing to acquiesce and allow those young tight ends to get the requisite oh, snaps up. that they need, and shut that up. he's definitely be willing to do that in Oakland too. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, you want me over here with a headset on and carrying the playbook while my guys are out there? Okay. And I'm that's gonna... the T. <laughs> the T. Y'all can quote me on that too. So that's happening. All right. Well, um, so luckily he is out of the NFC East. We don't have to talk about him anymore. Let's go to the line. I think I talked about this with you. Ari, was I talking about this with you at some point? I feel like we did. It to me is a really interesting place to be as I am in for all intents and purposes, a newer Cowboys fan. I didn't really have an NFL team in the nineties. So, you know, my fandom with this team has come within the last decade. So you've gotten guys like Travis Frederick and in, in the door and Zach Martins and Tyron Smith. So I've seen this prolific offensive line 
And it's just been a kind of a hands down conversation, especially in the East of who is the best. But I don't know if I can say that anymore going into this upcoming year. Who are you guys, should we start center, go out? What do you think? That sounds good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. That works. I didn't know if you guys, if we were going to go left to right, like, or if we'll just name two guards, kind of two interior, two tackle. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm cool with going swing because I feel like that happens occasionally um, yeah. right. in with, with these O-line guys. So let's do actually, yeah, let's, let's do left to right. So let's go left or let's just do an, a, a tackle. Give me a tackle. How about that? Two tackles. Tyron Smith. <laughs> Tyron Smith. On the left side, Tyron Smith. I think he still owns the mantle. Yeah. So I feel like even even are we assuming full health with him? Because we know that's been an issue with him in recent years, and I hate to say it, but we watch him with this knee brace on his elbow, like the man's a monster, but he hasn't been the force that he at his peak. Well, I believe we did say full health. However, even when he's at 75%, he's at like better than a lot of people's 100%. So. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, think, I think you... go ahead, Ari. I think two years ago, it was kind of like, man, this guy is never going to be the same. And I mean, he bounced back last year and had a, I would say, you know, a, a better year than he's had the last couple of years. So I, because I was kind of thinking, I mean, bad backs don't get better. And he just, he played through it last year in a way that we didn't see the year before. So I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in Tyron Smith, a lot more confident than I was going into last season. Look, I think you have to be a pretty special player to just be in the conversation for best player at your position when for four years you've missed at least three games in every season. And yet point. the accumulative grade for his entire season at the end of it all still has him amongst not the best, but amongst the best tackles in the entire league. You know, he's usually sitting around six to 10 in a lot of cases. And we know that health has been an issue because of that. So in this division, you know, it's not Cornelius Lucas. Um, and it's certainly not Andre Dillard, uh, who just is picking up for the vacated spot there in Philly. So I think, on the left side, Tyron's the far and away answer still, even with his health issues. Let me ask you guys this. Another um, just hypothetical. I know he's not in the NFC East anymore, but Trent Williams, let's say he was. Would this still be an easy conversation for you to just automatically pick Tyron Smith? No, it wouldn't. Not for me. Would you flip? Ah, hard to say because Trent spent so much time out. But I felt like at his peak, he was right up there. And he's a little bit younger. Isn't he? I'd still go. I'd still go, Tyron. Same. But that is an interesting question that you pose. Yeah. I think he is a little bit younger. Yeah. I mean – I, I hate to give the Redskins. Yeah. Tyron's two years younger. So. Oh, really? Wow. Pretty wild. That is wild. I definitely would have thought that. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. That Trent Williams is younger, but Tyron Smith's been in the NFL since he was like 12. So, well, that's, I mean, again, going back to it, you miss three games in a row for four straight years. It kind of doesn't matter what your age is. Your body's age may be past what a 29 year old's yeah, body sure. position might be. All right. Well, I couldn't draw you off sides there. <laughs> Still tiring. Still tiring. That was a good joke. I'm going to try. I'm still going to try, you guys. All right, so give me another ta- another tackle then. Uh, I'm going to go German Shepherd, a.k.a. Lane Johnson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's probably the best tackle in the division, guys. Uh, I would agree. I would put him above Tyron. And I would put him above Lyell, who I guess if we were going to name an honorary swing tackle – would have probably been the next one up. Yeah, he was on my he was my next runner up. It was it was Lane and then I thought, but was I going to go ahead and give Lyle the role and go full homer? But then my senses kicked in and I was like, listen, I know you want the entire Cowboys team on this roster, but we have to be reasonable here. It has to be Lane. Look, I'm not giving Lyle away for Jamal Adams, but Lane Johnson's better. That was a wild argument, by the way. Not over it. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> who who tweeted that? Like, Who's throwing these even... out there? Yeah, like I just I can't imagine a world where someone was like, "This is a good idea." Like it had that had to have been some Twitter troll, right? That wasn't a real thing. One, well, it, you are in your subreddit. <laughs> so it was. No, I mean, and it, it's 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 like a rumor from years ago when the Cowboys were shopping Lyle Collins and they were trying to get something for him, or or shopping the depth they had at offensive line. But I mean, stop it, right? But but no, I'm with you completely. Like, there's, I'm not trading any active players for Jamal Adams. I'm not, and especially one of the better tackles in football and Lyle Collins, who certainly proved that last year. I mean, he's a guy that's kind of I think underperformed until last year. I think he had a really good year last year, so. No, I, and especially because you don't really have much at tackle beyond him. Right. I'm very concerned with what the Cowboys have beyond him at tackle. So, yeah, no, I, no question. I'm not, I'm not, I am not trading Lyle Collins. No way. And because it's like, okay, hold on to Jamal Adams. Like, he'll walk in for agency. You get a third round comp pick. Good job. Good, good job. Good effort, Jets. <laughs> Just let him come, come over here. It's fine. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we got Lane Johnson, Tyron Smith. Let's go guard. Give me some interior lineman options for you. And again, let's, we'll, we'll just view it as these guys. Or just interior, wing, whatever you need. So can we – So okay, so Zach Martin, obviously number one. The question is, is Brandon Brooks eligible here? Because he's, he's not eligible, right? He's out for the year now. Oh, shoot. He was on my list. Well, yeah, so, Kevin it's good news. Even if he's not, one. there are a plethora of options yeah. at this position. I, I think this is the deepest position maybe of any position group in the entire division. Because almost every team has at least one guy. No, you're right. Point and what's crazy is it would it wouldn't even be a like if 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 Brooks were healthy, this wouldn't even it'd be Brooks and Martin. Those are two of the best guards in football. Yeah, I'll take Will Hernandez. Oh, so Will Hernandez, Brandon Scherf is another guy you could probably put there. Kevin Zeitler. Kevin Zeitler, who Meg mentioned. Yeah, from Cleveland, and yes, Scherf, another one who's been a, a Pro Bowler. In years past, they just re-signed him, right? Pretty recently. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Scherf oh, is really good. He's really he's been really underrated too. Hernandez also that was a guy I wanted the Cowboys to draft. Mm-hmm. Was he second round pick for the Giants a couple of years ago? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
So where do we land on this? Because if we have depth, obviously, we, we, I think we feel pretty positive that Zach Martin's are like number one. And that's not even just us being homers. That's just yes. like, definitive. That's yeah, that's not stats. like going gallop over. It's not going gallop over McLaurin. Like that's a real, this is a real pick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not going to go full Ari right now. <laughs> <laughs> so then who's the second? Scherf, Zeitler, or Hernandez? I would have to go. <sighs> it's, so tough have... to, it's so tough to like to characterize offensive linemen because it's like, how do you, what do stats do you go off of? I was going to say, I would go Scherf or Zeitler. Those are like the two that I feel like, but I think I'm, I think I'm, Trending towards Scherf. I value Scherf like sure. yeah. for the pedigree for me, right. uh, but Hernandez for the upside. I value on the line. I value the pedigree. I value the experience. I value that veteran yeah. presence. And he's been there. He's battle proven, battle tested. You know, I. It's just it's so vital, um, especially on the interior of the line too. And that to me just is paramount when I'm making a decision like this. I'm with you. I'll go Scherf too. Did I sell you, Megan? Yes or no? Man. Scherf. Man, I really Scherf hate did. Look, look at the Redskins. <laughs> I was gonna say for Scherf, but I didn't. I didn't you. <laughs> you guys welcome to my world, you guys. She's good for like at least three an episode. And I'm I'm never ready every single time. Like <laughs> it's the brain of Mary needs to be in a museum at some point. Like it's unbelievable. I'm like, how do you come up with this? Like, I I think I had some like ridiculous attempt earlier where I was like, you want some salt with your margarita? And she's like, what? Like, stop. Don't even go there. Like, fall I want, tried. You, you should you should Meg, you should go to business and just do uh, fantasy football team names for people. Like, just have people pay you to to name their fantasy football team. Venmo it's, it's at Megan good. Murray. You're good with puns. You see, there's you some number after mine. I don't know what it is, but I'll I'll uh, drop that Venmo for you guys going into the fantasy football season 2020. That's actually a great idea. Ten dollars a team name. I'm going with for sure for my team name, so I I just got a freebie right there. Honestly, <laughs> you're well, welcome. You've actually trademarked it already. <laughs> also, also, people be like, "Who's Sherf?" <laughs> you're like, you don't understand football. Yeah, that's how you know you're really in deep. You're like, do you oh, know that? Coach's cousin's last name. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, center. Center. Our last, but not, definitely not least. R.I.P. Travis Frederick. I know. But you know, you can give me the name you're going to pick this year, but you know I'm going to ask that question just to just prepare your answer because I'm going to go Jason Kelsey. Not that I'm biased because he shares a name with me, even though I think he's older than me. <laughs> I am also going to go with Travis Kelsey's brother. Yes. Yeah. Travis Kelsey's brother. I I have to give him the crown in this one. But I don't know if I would say the same if T Freds was still in the mix. What about you guys? I no, well said. I agree. I think it'd be a pretty good argument if if Travis Frederick were still with the Cowboys. I hope that next year this is a conversation and it's Tyler Beatish we're we're talking about. But yeah, yes. I think at this point it's far and away, Tra- Jason Kel- Tra- Travis Kelsey's brother, a.k.a. Jason Kelsey. <laughs> it's still Jason Kelsey for me, and even if Travis Frederick were here, I think it would still be Jason Kelsey. Ooh, Although salt. you could have more of a conversation about it, uh, I think the conversation would ultimately lead you to Jason Kelsey being the best center in this division still. Wow. This – if – it's crazy. If Brandon Brooks didn't get hurt, this the offensive line would be only Cowboys and Eagles. Wow. 
And it just goes to show you, like, the Eagles have a great offensive line, but the Cowboys still have a really good offensive line. As, as, you know, as bad as it is relative to what it was, like, four or five years ago, it's still a really good offensive line. And four out of five of the best weapons. (laughs) (laughs) Not that we're riding the hype train hard or anything. 40 burger. So let's recap what we came up with. And as you guys know, keep me honest, because apparently I just like to overrule people with my list. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's fine. Um, Only child syndrome. Quarterback, Dak. We've got Saquon, Amari, CD, Michael Gallup, even though – uh, Ari was riding the McLaurin train real hard there for a minute, but we got kicked off. But we Zach, did it. Yeah. Uh, Zach Ertz, Lane Johnson, Lyle Collins, our guy had a runner up. Zach Martin, shoe in, Jason Kelsey, shoe in. Although if T. Freds was here, we would be having a tough conversation. Scherf, for Scherf, made the list. Tyron Smith rounding it out. Guys. Did you, who did you say tight end? You said did you? I can't. You said Julie Ertz's husband, right? Yeah, Julie Ertz's husband. Okay, the I just don't remember his name. Have almost half. They have almost half of the best twenty-two man team you could make in the NFC East. Okay, according to our to us. So that begs the question that I would like to ask you all next: If we're going out there and saying that the Cowboys for the most part, have the majority of the talent in this division. Are we going to go ahead and assume that they land the number one spot? Well, you could probably say that they had the most talent in the division last year. Don't remind me. However, they certainly, if we were to rank coaches in the division last year, would not have been number one. Woof. Wait, should we, should we pick a coach? Should we go full coach? Who would your coach? Who would your head coach be, guys? Ooh. And I know special teams would not be Cowboys, so I'm gonna go ahead and kill us from that list. Oh, are you talking Sittering. like not just head coach? No, I mean like we head didn't coach. talk special teams all time, but right. oh. so yeah, so Rivera, Joe Judge, Peterson, or McCarthy. Ooh. I'd probably I go think, Peterson one. I, I think I got to have Peterson one. Yeah, just because I know what I'm going to get right. from him relative to his team. Like, he's proven that he can get the best out of them and has gotten the best out of them in adverse circumstances. Not to say that Mike McCarthy can't and hasn't done the exact same thing in, while in Green Bay, but the most recent taste in our mouths relative to what he – or Rivera had done, and I don't think Joe Judge is even in the conversation at this point because oh. we have no idea. Um, he hired Jason Garrett as offensive coordinator. He's definitely fourth on the list. Yeah, that knocks him down even further. Goodbye. Um, I think Peterson has to get the nod. I would have to agree with you. I mean, I yeah. think then. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I just I think as much as I am not an Eagles fan, I do have to give credit where credit is due, and Peterson deserves that in my mind. I think that. I feel like he's he's been pretty innovative, and I appreciate his coaching style. I, I think that I'm excited about McCarthy. I think that I honestly like I'm I'm not counting out the Redskins with Rivera. I think Rivera can do some interesting things. I don't think that the talent's necessarily 100 percent there, but I think the guys he does have have some upside. I think he you know has some moldable moldable minds, especially in a guy like Haskins. Um, 
yeah, giants are totally last on my list. And sorry, Joe. I mean, I'm yeah. sure I'm, right. I'm happy that you got to learn from the goat, but like it doesn't necessarily a hundred percent just equate you to being a goat yourself. Right now, I definitely have to agree with Doug Peterson at number one. My uh, thing will be next year if we revisit this conversation, is McCarthy um, as good at uh, leading the Cowboys as he is at beating the Cowboys? We'll see. <laughs> Time so, will tell. <laughs> so who would be second on this list? So would it be Rivera or McCarthy second on this list? I think it would be McCarthy for me. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. But I'm trying to I'm trying to think of reasons why he wouldn't be. But I I just I guess if McCarthy is able to evolve in the way that we believe that he could from his last time being a coach in Green Bay, then yeah, he could be the second or, or the, the best coach in this division. So I agree. But if we're picking owners, we obviously know who we'd pick for that. Yes. <laughs> Hands down. Dan, Dan Snyder. <laughs> Come on, man. As a Cowboys fan, Dan Snyder is the best owner in the NFC East. <laughs> I'm happy with all of his decisions, I will say. You know what? That Jeffrey Laurie, uh, he could give the good ones a run for his money, though. Um, done a lot of positive things, at least in the community there in Philadelphia. I know. Yeah, we but were- how big is his boat? Yeah, community, community. <laughs> But what he has, we don't even call a boat around these parts. <laughs> that's a schooner. <laughs> Who has the play toy? That's the Everything's biggest. bigger in Texas. <laughs> I love it. I love it, you guys. All right. Well, this is fun. I'm glad we got a chance to pull this together. Guys, we want to hear what your opinions are on the teams that we put together. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. I have a pun. Okay. Let's hear it. We took the NFC least. And we made them the NFC beasts. Yes. <laughs> okay. I just need to make sure we're abundantly clear. I don't, if you're under the age of 21, you're not allowed to participate. But if you are over the age of 21, from now on, anytime on any show, Megan Murray makes a pun, you take a drink. It just is what it is. Also, $25, Meg Murray with numbers on Venmo, and you will get the best fantasy football team name ever. Yeah, I will have a couple mimosas and deliver a good name for you. You can Venmo her $25 and Venmo me money to buy her drinks. So there you go. That's how this will – It'll it's be well worth thing. it. So whatever, whatever drinks you want, you send the request in the Venmo line, and then you add $5 on top for me to go make the effort to buy and deliver and mix. So that's how this works. It's a side Perfect. hustle. Hey, keeping the economy going. It's right. You're that's what we do here in Texas. We open the economy. We found the solution. <laughs> I'm going to end it right there before I <laughs> say some things I shouldn't say. All right, guys. This was fun. I'm so glad we got a chance to do it. Like I said, we want to hear what you all think in terms of where we netted out with our all-star NFC East offense and defense teams. Let us know on Twitter. You can find our guys at rw3 on Twitter and on YouTube. Ari also has his own YouTube channel too. And on Twitter, Ari sports, Meg, where can they find you? Meg Murray with four R's. And I am at Kelsey underscore Charles. Make sure you guys are subscribed to blog of the boys podcast, wherever you get your podcast with that stitcher, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, rate and review us. It really does help us out. But until next time, Megan, Cowboys forever, Eagles forever. Bye guys. <laughs>